fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. What's up, everybody? It's Sunday, April 8th, 2012, episode 113 of The Hot Box. My name is Matt. My name's Ian. <laughs> Ian. Yes. Choose your fighter. <laughs> this is your weekly uh, cannabis marijuana talk show podcast that we do here. Broadcasting live from beautiful downtown Kalispell, Montana. You guys can watch us every Sunday. We just... We come here sometime around 7 p.m. Pacific. Yes, we Eastern. we fly in on the red eye into the, the red to, eye. Yep, to the hot box studio. <laughs> yep, and you guys can call us if you'd like. If you have something you want to just verbalize in the chat, you maybe you can't type and you're just getting frustrated on hotboxpodcast.com slash live, and you're just like, you know what? I'm just gonna call. I, I'd like that. to hear a good a good uh, marijuana joke. Uh, yeah, from a, from a listener, I want to hear a good marijuana joke a good from a listener. You need to joke. call in four zero six two zero four four six eight seven four zero six two zero four four six eight seven. Hit us with your best marijuana joke. You know, because I'll tell you what things lately no laughing matter. I'll tell you, not not <laughs> one. Uh, I don't know. I'm laughing. Well, okay. <laughs> See that kind of goes. We should we'll we'll start somewhere else. But I just want to throw this out there. You guys can think about it while we uh, discuss some listener feedback. Is is that you oh. cannot be the biggest uh, marijuana producer and also be at the forefront of the marijuana legalization movement. Those two things are two different jobs. And when you do, oh, yeah, it's called. Being an easy target and the feds being able to take down two birds, one stoner. Just so just think about that. We'll talk about the Oaksterdam raids, of course. But first, we have some listener feedback from episode 112. Uh, the, you guys can always leave comments on the show notes uh, when there are show notes or just on the episode post or in the forums, of course, or email info at hotboxpodcast.com. Uh, I, I personally like feedback. Yeah, you know, cool. uh, or when it's people cool. write to us, uh, and this is a, um, we we discussed a few things uh, last week. I like on the when show. people disagree with us. You know, I don't know if it I've had anybody discussion. agree with me. Has yeah. anyone agreed with me about no, really anything? No, I think they're always yet. like, "God, that guy, this guy, even my sexuality." You know <laughs> what I mean? Everything called into question on the hot. Box yeah, eventually. like <laughs> who the fuck is a Zian guy? He's full of shit. Um. So uh, a couple things that we discussed is uh, last week was um, how a medical patient, someone that has their uh, registry card, um, still feels like a criminal. And, and right. my example, even though was, you're not breaking the law, you correct. still feel like you got to look over your shoulder or whatever. Right. My example was is that uh, our our dispensary was less than a block away from the police department right. downtown, and and when we moved our dispensary, you know, some of our patients were like, "Oh man, I actually like this a lot better because you're not down the." From the police it's more station. comfortable, and it's like, well, why are you worried about the Kalispell police when you have your medical <laughs> card? Like that's that shouldn't be a concern. But they still, you know, they still feel like a criminal. Yeah, and 
and you know we kind of discussed whether that was from just habit you know i mean it's just it's been that way for sure. so long society your environment mm-hmm. upbringing for how many years has it been like this Ready and, for madness and dare and and yeah. even though you have your card, you know it's not socially accepted. You know, I mean, if right. you, it, there's going to be individuals that you, if you tell them that you have your medical marijuana card, they're going to go, oh, What geez. would you say is more socially accepted, being a dude and sucking another dude off, being a homosexual, or being a marijuana smoker? Probably all three. Well, there was just two there. No, well, I, exactly. Being a homo... <laughs> That goddamn Ian kid again. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would be easier to come out to your parents if you were a kid, let's say? Let, let's narrow it down. Drug You're user. a kid. Wait, is it Depending easier to say, parents. Mom and Dad, I smoke pot, or Mom and Dad, I smoke pole? What if, what, if, what if you have two moms? Well, then I would say... Or you have two daddies. Neither. You know, I mean, I, like, I would assume that because they're in that situation, they would be more open minded. And I think that that situation, if you came to them, they would almost be more understanding than a, a male female parental setup. That's kind of a good comparison. Think? I think it would be easier um, to let uh, let's let's because take they're a... both oppressed. I don't want to say they're oppressed in the same way, but most no. both are treated like second class citizens yeah. to a certain demographic of society. Right. So with that certain demographic of society in mind, mm-hmm. I, I still think it would be easier to say, hey, hey, mom, dad, I smoke pot. I smoke pot. I do yeah. drugs. Right. Uh, right. Oh than- God! Thank God, honey. We thought you were going to say you're a homosexual. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Right. <laughs> or Which- wait, it's, it's Easter. Jesus is in hell right now. Hold on. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> He's working on his way back. All right. So, listener feedback. He says, uh, "This is Joe." He says, "Hey guys, great show. I was wondering why someone with a medical recommendation would feel like a criminal." Uh, the reasons I could imagine are that marijuana is illegal if you don't have a recommendation. The voter passed law allowed medical defense in court if you were not a registered patient. But now, under SB 423, and keep in mind this is uh, Montana here we're talking about. So, uh, SB 423, you have to be a registered patient or you're a criminal for using your medicine. So basically, SB 423 took away the affirmative defense. What was that called? Yeah, it did take affirmative affirmative defense away. Correct. Or defense, yes. Uh, another reason would be that in Montana, it is a felony offense to grow or possess more than two ounces of cannabis. Uh, I would imagine people don't oh, feel secure. Is that not? And it's not two ounces. It's it, one ounce. Right. One right. ounce. Thank you, Ian. Uh, I would imagine people don't feel secure becoming a patient. Did it used to be two ounces? No. It was never? No. He's just It's always it, been one okay. ounce. Yep. Well, we don't want to spread any disinformation. One ounce. So it's one ounce, not two. Um, I would imagine people don't feel secure becoming a patient because of break-in robberies, losing their job, mm-hmm. losing their public housing, or just the discrimination that comes with the use of this plant. And actually, I think I think that... Well, and we've seen the, the housing thing actually, with the vets. We've seen the job thing with the, the uh, guy from Walmart. And these are but, specific examples. This no, I understand that, but... Um... What uh, I guess is what I the, the one thing that I guess I would want to include in that list ah. is having your name on that uh, that 
in air quotations list. You know, like sure. some a, more, along more with your people. fingerprints and all of your background information. I mean, well, the fingerprints are just providers, and he's talking about being a patient. Oh yeah, yeah and okay. so like you know, a lot of I think of of majority of people that are hesitant to get their medical marijuana card is because they feel like their name is going to be on on you know on a all plaque these other somewhere lit. in right, city right. hall, a whiteboard perhaps right. somewhere that's like here's our next top five up to bat. Right, and so, you know, but yeah, there's there are definitely veterans that uh, can't become a medical marijuana patient because then they couldn't live in their house. Yes, absolutely. Um, the the discrimination, you know, I, 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 I was, I, that just kind of makes me think, like, um, are you going to not smoke cannabis at all because of the the discrimination? Like, you can be a closet You're just smoker. not going to have your card. You're not going to smoke it legally. You're going to be part of that 98% that's smoking illegally still. Well, sure, but you... you th- Is that what you're asking? What are you asking? Well, no, I'm just like... Okay, so, like, I wouldn't be afraid to become a patient if I was already smoking cannabis I in fear of discrimination. Right. I would be, and also I wouldn't it be would afraid be... to start smoking cannabis or using cannabis because of the discrimination because I wouldn't have to tell everyone. Sure, sure. In but that if situation, you're the activist, it's, yeah. or if you're, if you're on the front line, if you're trying to prove a point, yeah, that can be, that is, that is something, the discrimination is something that we deal with. Or if you are vocalizing or sharing that aspect of your life or with people. Or if you have to take a drug test at work. Or, yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Countless... Because... Even though you have a medical card, that doesn't that's not a pass at, at urine analysis tests. Not at all. Like m- most of the time. Although there are certain companies that, you know, mom I and I feel pop like they're very few. Owned. Yeah, that's You know key. what I mean? Like the Which is good that, because what? That gives the workforce more support for the smaller businesses then and takes it away from the big corporations. I mean if mm-hmm. And, cool. and you right. know, I've always cool. I've always thought about this. You know, like uh, I've worked at a lot of restaurants, and uh, you know, if they were to if they were to make, I, I do know of one restaurant that you have to drug test at, the, but it's only to get the job. The Big Mountain tried that; they were going to do that, and they found out that back when before it was Whitefish Ski Resort, a friend of mine works up there, and they found out that everybody lift maintenance lifties, the guys yeah. putting you on. They, nobody None like they would all be and yeah. they yeah that there goes your amount like, yeah there goes your resort well, you was, that's so what i was gonna say about a restaurant too yeah, is that like that same you industry. know if you were to if you were to drug test everyone in in any restaurant i've ever workforce. worked in that's your whole workforce do you not know who you're talking to in, in this regard like right. that's that demographic. I bet you some some commie mommy would argue that if they weren't stoners, they would could get a better job. Well, then who the fuck is going to feed your fat fucking kid at the drive through McDonald's? Somebody's got to do it until your kid turns 18. The immigrants. Oh, okay. The immigrants. How's your foreign policy, right. commie mommies? Is that, is that working right. well? And not to mention as a, as working in a restaurant, you, you can make a decent living. Yeah. I mean... Uh, you can it's survive. Doable. It's you know what I mean. Yep. There, are how many people have a four-year degree and wait tables? Lots, literally. And why? Lots for because that the money's extra better. Cha- yep, exactly. And it's a lot easier. Whatever the reason. Why is. did that girl know. not put her degree to use and instead followed the the career path that is being a stripper? Because the money, <laughs> it's cash money. <laughs> I'm not gonna pay my student loans back in this job job market. No way. 
Uh, so then he continues, I personally believe that medical marijuana will not be legal until it's legal for all adults. The reason the legislator enacted strict regulations is because they complained that too many healthy people had cards. So what Joe's saying here is that pot's not going to be legal for adults until it's legal. Right. Right. For all, for, yeah. For all adults, not right. just those few that went and got on the list, <laughs> in air quotes, the list. <laughs> yeah, the, the, on the list. list. The, the... Tonight on the list. <laughs> Ooh. Huh? Right hey, there. I like that. Moving on. Podcast. Moving Podcast on. idea. Tonight on the list. <laughs> the list. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna... All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We got to <laughs> we got to we gotta... join us on the list. VCs call us. <laughs> join on the us list. on the list. I like oh, that. Okay, sure. go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so next time you hear someone being sad over the medical program not being good enough, realize that it's because marijuana is only legal for a small amount of terminally ill people and not the general public. And, they and I wouldn't say I would say it's it's more broad than just terminally ill, but those are. Those are the ones that have the least amount of problems dealing with this stuff, right? Well, Which sucks because they have the most amount of problems in their other aspects of their life. Like I actually health. have to, I for that sentence, I have to throw logic <laughs> out the window to interpret it, and because most people that complain that the medical marijuana program isn't good enough. It has nothing to do with it being legal for everyone. That's true. Those it are has people... to do with their ability to uh, uh, operate within that law. Well, do you feel like most of the complaints come from people that are outside of the industry? They're not the people no, that are using No, definitely. The there's a lot of patients, especially someone really? that wants to grow their own cannabis oh, as a okay. medical marijuana under patient. under the new law, they totally screwed that up. I can't, you can't provide well, for yourself your that? own. And then not only that, but you can't legally obtain your starter cannabis plants. anyway you get sued you by Monsanto to, over here you have to yeah shit, you have to dude. order your seeds illegally over the internet or you have to obtain clippings clones. or clones yeah, illegally yeah. to get started and then the way that the law is written the other thing is is uh, from providers you know only being able to have an ounce of dried material per patient in, in holding it for them. These like, are just hoops, dude. They're just stupid flaming hoops. They're arbitrary they numbers. It's, exactly. It's Where like, does it come from? There's the nothing. The legislative yeah. body wanted to limit, like, they wanted to reduce the cannabis use. And so how they the, made how, up a bunch of bullshit, standardized right. whatever. And the, here we go. And, well, the numbers that were initially put into place, um, you know, in 2004, and then when last year when the legislative body wanted to reduce that, they just reduced the numbers a little bit. Like, that was going to reduce cannabis use. Right. Like, let's change some numbers on this paper so people use less like, drugs. Uh, like somewhere in, in the trailer cart down, down in Shady Lane, a pot smoker, like, their bong disappeared. Or like, what the fuck? Where the yeah. bong just got? Like, right. you know, every time they sign something, like, poof, there goes our pot. Poof. Right. They're right. Like, dude, I have nothing to smoke out of now. What all the of a, fuck? <laughs> all of a sudden, an ounce isn't 28 grams. Like, dude, where it's did only... that go? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, right? They, like, they, like, write into the law that, it, that an ounce is only 16 and grams now so yeah like <laughs> like this is this is now an ounce <laughs> this is like, the sims you dicks <laughs> the fuck and like 
causation correlation did you not ever learn that you just because like ian says you reduce the amount of pot smokers on paper does not mean that translates into the real world all you're doing is causing more problems more problems more problems which is interesting if you if you wrote a book like a business handbook on how to make a rube goldberg business model like this is it this is how many hoops can you jump oh, yeah. through and still get a few people to want to do it, <laughs> but the majority of them is going to be like, nah, fuck it. That's what they did, and that's total bullshit because people are, people are trying to work within this, this fucking circus freak show of, of rules and regulations trying to somehow still come out on the other side in the positive and make a business, <laughs> and, and that's funny because yeah. it's yeah. no thanks. I'm just like, why would anybody want to do that? I see you. You've completely ruined it. Um, I don't want to do it. Fuck that. You've made well, it completely. Yeah, but on the other hand, there are people that want to do it because for the patients, and I, I understand that, and that's all well and good. But as an industry, you can't feed your family for the patients. You know. Right, you have and to then, make money, and really, the way the law is written, um, there's a plateau. Sucks, but there's a plateau in, right. in, in this state, in particular. There is a plateau of, of being involved in the in the medical program as a provider. Like you really can yep. only get so big before you are going to start violating the law. Before you get chopped back down and have to start right. all over. And exactly. how many times can you pick up the pieces and start over before you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't know how many times counting them off. A lot of how people couldn't do it. How many does it take to get to this the Tootsie uh, Roll Center? Right, of- and a lot of people couldn't do it one time. You know, they yep. they they got cut down and never never sprouted again. Yep, never uh, revegetated. Uh, so then he continues, and this is the end of the, of the comment. He says, I almost forgot you were wondering why you would chew or eat a cannabis stem. The answer is that if the stem is from some high-quality herb and is fresh out, of, uh, fresh out of a bud, it still has some active flavonoids and cannabinoids uh, that release some medical value and taste good if you're a true connoisseur of the plant. Uh, I do it sometimes just to see how it tastes. And that's what I had mentioned, that you just, you know, when you get some good weed and it, there's a big stem, sometimes you just chew on it because it tastes good because it's good pot. But, yeah, I don't get high from it or anything like no, it. No, definitely good. not. It's, it's like a flavored toothpaste. And that's what you that. said. Yeah. And that's what you said last week. You know, uh, just... And then he says, uh, thank you guys for having this podcast. It has helped me and some of my family a lot by relaxing once a week and listening to the hot box. Peace. Well, I'm glad Peace. we have families coming together. To sit around the fire and listen to the hot box. And I'm sorry, I will try to watch my my language. (laughs) I did not know (laughs) we had children listening. Uh, All right, so the big topic uh, at hand the the last week, of course, uh, was the Oaksterdam University raids. Um, This has just been blowing up the headlines. I mean, every time you... You go to hotboxpodcast.com, you click on Marijuana News, That's it's it's at the top of the feed. It has been pretty much all week, I, I feel like. Um, so, man, I don't, I don't even know where to start with this mess. I mean, this is, it's, it's terrible. It goes back to what I said, that you can't, in this climate, this political 
this this is very sensitive times that we're in and it, i feel like if you want to be on weed wars or you want to be on you know tv tv <laughs> you can do that but I, I i don't think you can really have a, a massive production like that and then put yourself out in front of the cameras and say here i am here i am like how long did you really? And this sucks. Richard Lee, I, I followed a lot of what he was doing back with the United States Marijuana Party back in the day, and it, it was in the right direction, I felt. I, I don't know. But now they, you get to a certain point where you're, you're so big, like you're a target. I mean, at that point, mm-hmm. you're the target. And, and what, like, how long did you expect that to go on for? Before, like, you can only slap the feds in the face so many times before they're gonna either make up some shit or they're gonna just come in and look. You're, you're clearly violating federal law. Sprinkle some crack on him. Sprinkle some crack on him. Exactly. Look at this crackhead. So the the reasoning that we got real quick before you you go is that that they were too close to a school. Um, Federal agents they. They had search warrants. They claim that the business is too close to schools and parks. The self-proclaimed university is downtown Oakland, California, and a hub for people in the medical cannabis industry. The federal agents were targeting Richard Lee Medical Pot Impresario. This school is too close to schools. Yeah, right? Like, like, stay in school, but not that one. Right, like, this school is too like, okay, close to other your, schools. But your bullshit acupuncturist or your bullshit homeopathy school, like, that's cool, right? But something that actually does have some legitimate use is... is Did you just discredit... Did you just discredit acupuncture Yes, entirely? acupuncture is a complete sham. It's a complete placebo. It's you want to com- bet? I know for a fact. Look you know it. for a fact. Yes. Can we make we can a do podcast? Tests. We can bet. do. Yes. Okay. Yes. What would you like to bet? I don't know what. What do you want? All right. So you, if if uh, uh, there there have been studies that, and and very credible studies that have no, shown no, no, no. people getting the the needles. Getting I'm, them I'm in really the right glad spot, that getting them in the wrong spot and getting them not at all, and the effect is okay. Insane. So here's here's the bet. Um, I get to choose the acupuncturist, okay, and you get to choose what you, um, what ailment you are going to be. I get to choose where to punch you, and then you're gonna no, go no. in there and see if she can make that. No. So <laughs> you get to choose the ailment that the acupuncturist is going to poke you with the needle, and I'm gonna for. go in there and fake it. And N- no, no, no. You got to pick something real. Like you want to quit smoking. Okay. Or you want to, I mean, something, you know what I'm saying? Like your back hurts or whatever, sure. a reason, like we'll find a reason for you to get acupuncture. And then when you receive acupuncture and you feel no effect, but you can't be some lying douchebag no, and say that I don't feel any difference or nothing has changed. But if you do, you have to pay for my acupuncture for a year. For a year. Yep. You really, Uh huh. are you really convinced that this works? Absolutely. And and no amount of studies I could show you would would change that. No, and that's fine because then now, in your head, then then maybe it is working as a placebo, and that's okay. That's fine because because whatever my consciousness projects as reality, like that's real to me. Oh, like well, there's, when there's we're no done difference. here, I'm gonna hop on my my magic unicorn out there and fly away. Do you think away. you can be hypnotized? No. <laughs> oh. Oh man, I know you can be hypnotized. We used to mess around with this when we were kids, hypnotizing with, each other to make light disappear and stuff like that. Like in a without dark a doctor, 
What? Like uh, uh, an Eastern doctor? A doctor of Eastern medicine? No. Okay. This is just us playing hypnotist. I bet I I could have someone... This is the hot box. I bet I could have someone hypnotize you over the phone. No. I swear to God. If there was one. You can't fool a fool, Ian. All right. All right. Check back next week. We'll we'll have Matt hypnotized. Check back next week when Ian... Getting his acupuncture paid for because I can't be the <laughs> asshole that says no, dude. I don't really feel any different. You're lying. I'll just give You're it up lying. and say yes, Ian. I You're feel lying. much better. So, <laughs> Here's this your is ch- my ploy just to get free acupuncture, <laughs> and really, it's just a good excuse to go in and see the cute chick. Uh, okay, well, if that makes you feel better, then hey, in man. the world, I you need feel more vitamins right? for my eyes. See. Every time I go in there, I see it's better. Called, it's called nipple acupuncture. You yeah. place your nipple oh, in each over each eye. Oh, see, that's different. That shit works, man. Yeah. Oh, I mean, me really, it. it does. I know. Cool. So you can't run a school near a school. Clearly, uh, Richard Lee is forty-nine years old. Um, he says he was concerned about facing serious federal drug charges. Okay, Richard. Are you, now you're concerned? This has been called the Princeton of pot. The Harvard of hemp. <laughs> like, I hate you, <laughs> newspapers. Come on. He has campaigned for the legislation of marijuana by sporting ballot measures and raising $1.5 million to back a state, uh, 2010 state legislation plan. Authorities have not explained why they raided the center, and then they came out... See, that was on the 6th, and then they came out... This one was... Uh, when was this? On the 4th? So they did know. That was too close to schools. Huh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I guess we'll go with this story. Uh, Oaksterdam is one of multiple businesses founded by Lee. He spearheaded the growth of this industry in Oakland, running pot dispensaries and classes for people who want to jump into the lucrative business and driving legislation to legitimize in the city and the state. And that's where uh, Ed Rosenthal was uh, teaching, right, his advanced horticultural uh, classes. A lot of, like, really famous botanists and horticulturists that, that are into, you know, uh, growing marijuana. Jack Herrera was there a little bit, I believe. I mean, this this was the place, you know. Professor Blunston, our, our friends over at Reefer Rhetoric, and uh, oh, I remember him. He was cool. Yeah, he went there. Like, there, there's just there's a lot of man. As far as like a, a a learning center and stuff, like they were teaching some good stuff. I I think I I don't know just about. Do you think that they ever like tried to get accredited? You know what I mean? Like I don't a. Know. You know what I'm that's, saying, that's like, an like a horticultural, like a horticultural, yeah, yeah, like a technical like a, school, yeah. You know what I mean, like some sort of yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, legitimacy. I mean, I guess I'm guessing no, but right. <laughs> yeah, right. who knows? Who but knows? you know, if 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 cannabis or if the medical program was more accepted or you more could widely do used, things like that. then I think that that would be Absolutely. something that would be extremely um, valuable. Um, yeah, and then a you good know, people, trade to know. Yeah, the, and then people that were, you know, maybe new to cannabis or new to the medical program or new mm-hmm. to whatever, you know, that would probably be something you would look for when you went into a dispensary. Exactly. Like, exactly. let me see your credentials, yep. you pot smoking, you pothead. school <laughs> you yeah. doing, growing, whatever. Like, the I don't evil. know what to think of you. Yeah. You don't fit the stereotype. Damn it. I like your lab coat, but <laughs> why do you need Doctor? the stethoscope? Doctor? 
helicopter. <laughs> the stethoscope just throws me off, man. Melinda Haig, U.S. attorney in San Francisco, has been cracking down on pot dispensaries near schools and parks. Oaksterdam's businesses fall into this category as the downtown area has been revitalized, a proliferation of charter schools, entertainment venues, and pot clubs have all intermingled in the same neighborhood. And guess what? How's that neighborhood doing? Probably a lot better than it's going to do now that you remove this entity from within its community, right? Like, you're going to cause more... I mean, that that place probably gave life to the area that it was in, and now, now, <laughs> now it's dead. You just killed it, well, basically. I mean... The memory will live on. Oh, forever, right? Man. Well, for the next three days. <laughs> um, Before somebody famous dies and everyone forgets about it. And if you didn't know Mr. Lee, he's a paraplegic who uses a wheelchair. He was not arrested, at least according to this article. Uh, it was something we've always feared, he said, but we've always known it's a part of the politics of this issue. Uh, Mr. Lee has said that now he will only continue with his advocacy work and will stop running the education center. Uh, he says, I've been doing this for a long time, over 20 years. kind of feel like I've done my time. It's time for others to take over. Do you think he, he would have felt like he had done his time had the raids not have happened? Like, do you think continue, business would have continued as usual? And, and that the raids are the reason that, you know, I think I'm, I'm done. I, I've done my time. I, I'm going to say I'm done doing my time before I have to do time. <laughs> like, do more time, you know? I think um, I'm, I'm good for, for now. That just, I'm going to digress for just a moment. You know, sure. um, uh, uh, someone in that's close to me, mm-hmm. uh, uh, they just got done serving. Um, they just th- they went to court on Friday to get their their case. Uh, uh, is what happened is they dismissed his court case, but for the last sure. 14 months he's been on house arrest. Okay. Okay. Well, 14 months of house arrest is like unheard of because. And and this is what the judge said to the prosecutor, and part of the reason why he just dismissed the charges, as in, forget it, you're done, this is bullshit. Slate, wipe, clean. Uh, deferred. Def- okay. He put it on- Time he, served. To- well, yeah, they put it on a- uh, He put um, three years more deferred, but this is a couple felony counts. Okay? Sure, okay. Um, so- he serves 14 months on house arrest and the judge literally was just like, are you like, it blew his mind because either let him go or put him in jail. Right. One or Why the other. Why are you keeping him? 14 at- months of house arrest? Yeah, that's a year and like a couple months. That's some time. Case dismissed, three years deferred, get out of here. Wow. And like, you know, it was like kind of like a- Can you uh, elaborate on the charges? Like violent or drug related? Like, drug related. Okay, thank yeah. You. Uh, possession, intent to distribute okay, sure. uh, and is what it was is is hash he had uh, uh, four yeah, ounces yeah, yeah. of hash okay. on him yep. and so and and so As even though he had hash the cards, is deadly yes. and he was on probation when he got these charges ah, i see and so the violation of probation you see what i'm saying and yeah, so yeah yeah interesting um so back to lee they have this thing called youth radio um 
I guess here we'll we'll start. I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the history of this place. It was founded in 07, Oaksterdam, uh, the same year that Oakland Charter High School moved into the neighborhood. Uh, while a team of DEA agents were carrying garbage bags full of Oaksterdam products into their vehicles, uh, a couple of blocks away, it was career day at the charter school, where a doctor, a news reporter, and yes, someone from the DEA were speaking to students about career possibilities. It's like, and you can put it all together and come right over here and watch it in action as the DEA raids this with, with news reporters and, yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, quote, it's disheartening that we try to be good inside of our schools and outside. There's a lot of stuff that our kids are being pushed towards. Perhaps it's not so much that they're looking for the outlet of marijuana, but there's adults that take advantage of their innocence. Really? Gabriella Jimenez, physics and biology teacher at Oakland Charter High School? Really? That place was taking advantage of kids and pushing pot onto them. Really? You can really say that with... And do you feel like that's the case? Do you feel like that happens? I know not every place is like here in Kalispell where, you know, people are respectful of that and the kids that get it are because they have cancer or something like massive. We're not just giving pot to kids. What? In the medical... Pro- you mean like the... Yeah. The, um, I think there's two ways that the their primary care physician recommends it because I, I don't know... But she's that- making it sound like the schools, because of how close it is to this other school, that it's reaching out and snatching kids up and shoving pot down their throats. Like, that's well, how that sounds to me. That's That's just, you know, ignorance. Reporting ignorance. You know, that's just ignorance. Like, it's... You know, just because there's a bar across the street from the dispensary, like, she's not complaining about alcohol being pushed onto her kids and making it away to the school. And that's and that's what's funny Which to me is that because alcohol is, is so socially accepted right. that, like, even in town, we have a dispensary and then Kitty Corner, a bar, and it's right across the street from a city park. Yep. And everybody was like, oh, my God, the dispensary. Like, the bar with the, the casino. The neighbor, like, yeah. Fuck you. Casino bar. Fuck you. And because That's the dispensary so... is there, like, the neighborhood went to shit. Yeah. You know, we call we call the bar the whore board. Even. Yeah. Like, it's and not it's even a dis- nice bar. It's the dispensary's fault all right. of a sudden? Really? Exactly. Same thing with this. You know, it's like, uh, it's just... And there is a school back there. Montessori, there's a... There's a Mon- and it's even a private school. It's been there for... I mean, this is... I remember talking to the guy that ran that dispensary, and and he pointed that out. He's like, yeah, because all these, you know, 12 to 16-year-old kids come into my shop all day long. You know, like, like I would even let them come through the door. Are you kidding? You know, because there's so much to lose. Like, that's such a huge risk to take. Um, and, And... I hadn't thought about that until he pointed across the street and said, no one complains about them. And nobody does. And it's one of the dirtiest bars in town. Which would you rather have? And Sandy talked about this when she was on the show that um, where where they live, the bus stop is in the parking lot of the Blue Moon, which is one of the <laughs> raunchiest fucking bars. It, I didn't right? Know that. You know. And that's and that was totally okay. But they made a big stink about yeah the the how far away the and it, you. You don't they they don't understand the actual physics of how this whole thing works. You do not have children going it's just like it's it's just like the kids going to a gas station to try and buy cigarettes or alcohol. 
It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like that's that happens more than kids going into dispense because, like you said, they have so much more well, to lose. Uh, what's the gas station guy going to get? A little fine, maybe lose his job. What's the dispensary guy going to get? He's going to be made a fucking example of, and yeah. he's going to get hung. Yeah. You know, like they're not going to be cool about it at all. It's all made up fear, though. And I mean, like right. what it all boils down thing. to: like, your kid can go into that bar, can get drunk and die. Your kid could go into that dispensary and get stoned. And what? What is? He's not going to die. Like you're talking about two completely different levels of what's wrong here. But anyway, the, I digress. The, I think that's just part of the reefer madness thing. You know, you have you have this this concept that if you if you have a dispensary, you are a no good, dirty, you know drug dealing, uh, child molesting, you know, like freak of nature. It has absolutely nothing to do with the substance or anything. We see this in the techno- technology industry all the time. Whenever something comes up. People use their children as an excuse. Well, what about the child porn? Oh. Well, what about, like, it's always the children. Yeah, I have a great point about that, actually. Please. So people, it's always for the children, yet right. no one actually listens to the children. And how's your education and system? No and no one really gives team? a flying fuck yep. about the children. At it's all. just the scapegoat yep. for, Tools for, for being afraid agenda. of change. You know, like, yep. like... And and this is an interesting thing to think about. You know, everyone says, oh, I wish America would get back to when it was great. You know, like, back to when America was great. You know, and if you look at every decade when in American history. When everyone had slaves. Like, when right, was it great? Every know? decade since the United States became a country, has, there has been yeah. something that has been terrible and some yeah, black some mark tragedy. on our history. Yeah. Well, and, it's but then, human nature, right? It's, and, and then on a smaller level, though, like... You know, uh, America used to be great when you were younger because you didn't know what you know now. You're shielded, you know, from... when you're 15, America was great. It's the best country because until you go to Europe, <laughs> and then you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because but, well, yeah. also when you're younger, you're not as consciously aware of all the problems. Yeah, it's relative. You're more it's concerned about going to basketball games yep. and trying to date a senior chick rather. You're than not worried how you're about survive on your you know nine to five right and job. So, so, like, that that's when you become more aware of different things. And so, all of a sudden, America starts to lose its luster because you are you start to find out you're just one of the Because you have to work in it, not your parents. Right. It's- and so, like, when was America great? There hasn't been a decade when without you weren't working. war. Without, yeah. I mean, well, there's been a decade without war. But, famine? I mean, but not famine. Some but- sort of, of thing that... We're not proud of every decade. I mean, a massive event. That, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. We have two world wars. We have a great depression. You know, yep. uh, you have the, the Vietnam conflict in the 60s, you know, and, Cold and War, think about Cuban this. missile crisis. I mean, you can look back and follow our history. If 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 the, the we the people had a timeline on Facebook, you could look back through it and see just tragedy after tragedy occur. And we don't learn. Do we? We don't ever learn. Yes, we we do. We like because okay. So uh, let's take for instance uh, a troops coming home today. Mm -hmm. You know they get they get warm welcomes. They get free coffee and and free food at restaurants. Sure. And people walk up and shake their hands and say thank you, even if they don't agree with why we're at war or that we're even at war. 
It's most people are not taking it out on the soldiers now. But in the sixties, when people were coming home for Vietnam, like they were getting egged and windows broken and people spitting on them, and because people were blaming the soldier, not. Which is it interesting that it's the opposite because back then there was a draft, but nowadays there isn't. So back then the people that were there had to be there, but nowadays the ones that are going are volunteer, voluntarily going. So it almost seems like it should be reversed. If people, I mean, it shouldn't be at all. But if it has to be, that's yeah. If people didn't volunteer, there would be a draft. Do you think there would have been? Absolutely, absolutely. And it's a lot of troops. If, if people stopped volunteering to go into the military, they would have to draft. They would. They would have to. Because the I wonder if they would be would what? I wonder if they had like cease to grow or they wouldn't have enough uh, 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 manpower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wouldn't have enough members to operate it. And yep. so they, if you know, if if for whatever reason, you know, nobody signed up to join the military in the next. I don't know. I bet you if Five no years. one signed up in six months, they would start oh, drafting wow. people That's that quickly. Short, really? I bet you if no one signed up in the military in six months, there would already be a draft initiated. And they'd start drafting people. It's interesting. I, I could see it. I wonder if they would start with like, you know, uh, I wonder I wonder if uh, when you do a draft, I doubt it's completely random. And so I wonder if they like everybody would, that does a marijuana podcast. You're going <laughs> front lines, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys are working as test dummies in the explosives <laughs> department. You're going to be minesweepers. You like yeah. computers, buddy? You like minesweeper? Get out of there. <laughs> yeah. This isn't Shit. the same. There's no numbers on the ground. <laughs> yeah, there's no cheat code. <laughs> the fuck? I don't know what I'm doing here. All right, so then we have another piece that's just basically, you know, trying to make sense of it all. Uh, Medical marijuana has been legal in California for more than 15 years at the state level. Uh, Regulated dispensaries have been so well received in Oakland, $1.68 million in tax revenue last year, that the city council has voted to double the permits it issues. So it's uh, difficult to understand why federal agents raided Oaksterdam U, where students learn how to grow, harvest, and sell cannabis in compliance with state law. And I think that is a huge point in their favor, that they are teaching in accordance with their state law. If you're going to do this, and I feel like they're they're almost preparing people they're they're teaching people a more useful skill set than anything these pe- these people learned in high school they they're more prepared to fend for themselves i guess you can go anywhere and grow pot and survive i feel like you know assuming that you can get started up it's it's universal yeah which is more well, so than what a lot it, exactly global it's not global universal right it's but global. global. Who yeah. knows? Aliens may have endocannabinoid systems. That may That's be very where we true. Got it from. But maybe Who they knows? have a different kind of system That's and a completely also, different kind of drug. Also true. Also a topic for another show. Anyway. <laughs> But at least, you know, that, I, that's that's good. You're arming them with some sort of legitimate trade, even botany or horticulture at its base, not saying you're growing pot, but that's a good skill to have anyway. So I, um, they say this is Sean Dunnigan. He served there. He served 13 years with the DEA. That was quite an unfortunate event. 
<sighs> a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> yeah. 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 And not just one. Cool. Uh, it's baffling why it happened, said Steve Downing, former L.A. deputy police chief and head of the city's narcotics enforcement unit. Dunnigan and Downing are members. Oh, I was going to say, doesn't Steve Downing, how does that sound familiar? They're members of LEAP. Dun, 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 we've had them on the show, one of them. Yes. Uh, an organization, as you all know, of former law officers who once waged and now oppose what they call the country's failed war on drugs. They are puzzled by what the feds were trying to accomplish. Quote, nothing about those raids contributed to the safety of the community, Downing said. They killed a lot of jobs. They put an important educational institution out of business. I can't find any merit to them. Dunnigan said the operation smacked of intimidation. Quote, I think it was done to send a message to the industry, not just in California, but in other states, that they would be taking as hard of a line as possible, which is kind of interesting. I like taking hard lines, too. Uh, hard, I, as long and hard as possible. Yeah, Fluffy I mean. white line. No, it's... Th- this is going to, right? Th- that Oaksterdam was one of the biggest ones, right? So what mm-hmm. do you do yeah. in tactical basic war operations? You hit them there, basically. <laughs> that was the equivalent of the feds and, and we the people... Being at school, outside, hanging out, and the feds just rolling up to the biggest, baddest one of us and just punching them in the face. And just being like, our playground. Like I feel right. like they just came into the sandbox and found the biggest one of us and just yep. knocked them the fuck out. And, right. and was like, here's King the line. King of the hill. Exactly. King of the hill. Yeah, like, this is, this is ours now. And you can't do this because we yep. said so. And what are you going to do about it? Exactly. Try fil- filing a lawsuit. Then we'll just come and arrest your ass. Yeah. Like Didn't what that, happened here? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, we'll those, talk about that here in a minute. Four. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, let's finish this up then. Uh, <laughs> uh, what made the raids on four Oaksterdam sites difficult to rationalize, not to mention many other raids across California in recent months, is the contradiction that they represent to the position previously announced by President Barack Obama. Another flip flop? Hip hop don't stop, huh? Ooh, 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 ooh. ooh. <laughs> Marijuana distribution is a federal violation, but before Obama's 08 election, he said he was opposed to the feds intervening where states had approved medical use. Deputy Attorney General David Ogden said as much again in 2009 with a memo calling such interdictions an imprudent use of federal resources. So, so Obama <laughs> said once again <laughs> and then did something different. <laughs> Did you not get the fucking memo? Excuse me. Did you not? And then, and then another memo. And then there's but probably been a couple speak other speak louder than words, according to Morgan Fox of the MPP. Quote, Obama has increased the raids on medical marijuana dispensaries, presiding over more than George W. Bush in a single term. So you're saying to me that basically... Obama did the exact opposite of what he based a little part, just a small sliver of Which his campaign on. By now, you should expect. Right. Oh, I okay. mean, like, 
by now. Nothing surprising here, folks. Right. Nothing like, to imagine see. Imagine Obama is stuck on opposite day. <laughs> Vote for me. No. And what's funny? What do you want? I'll do that, and then I'll do the opposite. Ha ha. That's well, called what's politics. Funny about that, this, I don't want to come out as racist, but if Obama is <laughs> stuck on go. opposite day, he's the only black president, and so he's kind of the opposite of all the other presidents. And then he does the exact opposite thing he says he's going to do. This is causing an opposite opposite war thing. Right. Fuck. I wonder if we're going to make it to November. Fucking A, dude. You know what I mean? Like, <coughs> this is what the Mayas were talking about. Oh. This shit right here? <laughs> this how, shit right here? How our conscious here? experiences are going to exponentially uh, happen faster until we reach the a point singularity. that we can't. That we point, just... my friend, is the singularity. Right, right. <laughs> shit. Yeah. Google glasses, bro. <laughs> Two words. Google glasses. Oh, man. Um. So, yeah, he's basically done the exact opposite. Dunnigan pins some blame on the autonomy of enforcement agencies. Which could teach Sarah Palin something about going rogue. <laughs> the DEA quote has always been very much against medical marijuana and as aggressive as it was allowed to be in enforcing prohibition. Downing, showing a cop's instincts, has his suspicions why. Quote, when I don't understand something, he said, the only thing left to do is follow the money. The money is so huge in the war on drugs. And that's... <laughs> So true. So the true. money is so huge, and if you follow it, I mean, the government doesn't like competition. You guys, there's only one drug dealer in this world, and that's our government. And if you try to get up in on some of that business on his turf, on his turf, that's right. Uncle Tony and Uncle Paul are gonna come down and pay you a fucking visit. You jerk off. <laughs> but but they need a little competition. Otherwise, it's a monopoly? So, well, <laughs> or well, what? Who well, gives no, a shit? So they have an enemy. Ah, gotta have an antagonist. You gotta, you to gotta have, you gotta have a yep. little bit of competition yep. so you have an enemy, so you have someone to fight. Otherwise, all those movies they've been showing us for the past 30, 40, 50 years, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> now, <laughs> perfect sense. Right. Uh, so, high profile arrests and seizures showcase an agency's worth. The greater its perceived value, the greater the budget it can command. What better way to justify its existence than shutting a cannabis institution? Founded by Richard Lee, a driving force behind the movement to legalize marijuana. That's it. That's that. Stephen Downing puts it beautifully. That that's it. He didn't mention money. He did. It's to justify oh. the budget. Oh, the greater the perceived worth of an agency, the higher the budget it can command. What better way to justify its existence than shutting a cannabis institution down? And one of the bigger ones, right? How's yeah. that look? How's the pictures look? Right, right. I mean, this is—it's all for show, and it's it. And their for show fake reality is causing, creating a reality distortion field that's actually interfering with real reality for these people's lives. No wonder Obama has supporters. <laughs> That's all. The end. It's hard for the agency to justify increasing its budgets if there's a decline in arrests and seizures. Those enforcement statistics are very closely watched by management. It's all part of keeping that money flowing, making managers look good, and giving the appearance that they're being effective. 
giving which, me appearance. Exactly. <laughs> They're not being shit. You're not shit. You have guns and you have this show of force, but in society and in our reality, you're not shit. What are you doing? If the Mexican cartels came here and tried to, like, beat up our dispense, then you could come in and, and be the good guys and kick their asses and save the day. But right now, you're just picking on, uh, like, you're picking on your people. And that's dicks. It's the biggest dicks in the world right now. <sighs> I hate you sometimes. <laughs> All right, Nat Geo had an interesting little, if you didn't know how marijuana works, this is an infographic, and I want you to tell me, email info at hotboxpodcast.com, what side of the marijuana fence Nat Geo is on based on this infographic. Number one, marijuana smoke is inhaled. It travels down the trachea into the lungs. Demonstrated. Like so. Wait, wait. I need to see that one more time. Oh. Wait, I, I missed it. Okay, right? Okay, so down the trachea and <laughs> right, into the right lungs. Here and here's a, a link uh, for for the infographic, so you guys can follow along, and you can even play uh, along at home if you're uh, over eighteen. So here we go. Yeah, practice. Lights. Practice, practice makes perfect. I'm I'm really getting good at smoking pot. Here we go. Okay, down the trachea into the lungs, where that smoke is then. Then what? Oh, then it comes back up the trachea <laughs> and, and out, out of your mouth. Uh, the THC passes through the membrane of the lungs and enters the bloodstream. Excess blood may flow to the skin, giving the user a warm feeling. Tiny blood vessels can pop in the eyes and make them red. Are my eyes red? Mm, they're glossy. <laughs> glossy weirdo. Okay. Number so- three. Then the heart pumps the THC. Throughout the body, within only seconds of inhalation of marijuana, it has already reached the brain. Then number four, THC seizes control of receptors in the brain, affecting the flow of information. It also controls receptors in the hypothalamus, often making the user feel hungry. The hippocampus is very susceptible (laughs) to THC as well. This part of the brain controls short-term memory and coordination. THC seizes control like it's the fucking DEA. Like it's the feds just yeah, sneaking like, in Oak Street and right. door. Get we're, on the ground! It's THC, seizing. motherfucker! <laughs> we're seizing control. I've come uh, for your short-term memory. And, 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 uh, <laughs> we're going to receive this facility. <laughs> like, okay. And we're going to affect... They did affect the flow of information. That's what they do. That's what they do. So So all this on Drugs, Inc. Inside the next episode's all about crack. (laughs) Just like... Marijuana, and then let's let's, let's review crack. Facts about crack? Facts about hash? Would you like to hear some facts about hash? I want to see how hash is different than marijuana. Let's, Let's see some of... The National Geographic's facts. Should we should we demonstrate about hash? Should we demonstrate some, how? Do we have some hash here? You don't have any left over. No, I haven't had hash for you know ages, bro. Mm, the most really? commonly abused and trafficked illicit drugs in the world. 
are yeah. derived from the cannabis sativa plant. Hashish, also called hash, is made from resin heads of glandular trichomes that cover the surface of the buds of the cannabis plant. The trichomes are collected, pressed together, and shaped. The more resin on the cannabis bud, the stronger the hash. 35.4 kilos of raw cannabis are needed to make one kilo of hash. Almost 10,000 megatons of hash were produced in 2008. Megatons. <laughs> Herbal cannabis is produced widely around the world, but resin is produced mostly in a handful of countries, including Morocco, Pakistan, Lebanon, Afghanistan, and Nepal. Interesting. How many of those countries are we at war with? Moroccan hashish Ooh, is mainly point. trafficked into Spain and distributed from there to be sold on the European market. The main area... This is stupid. Who... Yeah. Tetrahydrocannabol, or THC, is the main psychoactive chemical in the cannabis plant, although marijuana also contains some other 400 chemicals. Smoking hash gives users a quicker, shorter high than they get from eating it. The effects of smoking hash are felt within minutes, generally peaking in 10 to 30 minutes and wearing off in 2 to 3 hours. Eating hash generally takes 30 to 60 minutes before the effects kick in. But the high can last up to six hours. <laughs> in the last 20 years, the average potency of hash has increased substantially. Now it's in... It's new and improved extreme hash. <laughs> what? Yes, please. The usual sensations that hash users are after include... Ready... Euphoria, relaxation, changes in perception, also known to cause a mild enhancement of the senses, talkativeness, giggling, and increased appreciation of music, and increased appetite. Negative effects might include nervousness, paranoia, respiratory issues, and dry mouth. Approximately 42% of teenagers will have tried marijuana by their high school graduation. <laughs> Dingo and the baby. <laughs> <laughs> both can the very last one both cannabis and THC are schedule one drugs in the United States meaning that according to the Controlled Substances Act it is federally illegal to cultivate buy possess or distribute them in any form including hash <laughs> facts about how thank you Nat Geo for just blowing the lid wide off that fucker Jesus Christ! This is program. Like, how much did you get paid for that whole series? I could. Like, I feel like we could have produced a much uh, more educational product with half of I was their just budget. Say, well, half of their accurate. budget. Half of their budget. And educational, not so and sensational and 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 uh, bullshit. Biased. Bullshit. Yeah. I like bullshit better. Yeah, I mean, just bullshit. Like, <sighs> yeah. I mean, there's little tidbits that, like, and that's the thing is that that's got to be geared towards people that haven't ever experienced the, these drugs right. and don't know anything about them. Because, because how if do you, you know anything yep. about them? And is this a television show, though? It, it is based on, yes, drugs. Okay, like. so, and that's the worst thing, like we talked about on the television episode about your cognitive doubt. While you're yep. watching this on TV, <laughs> it's you that little Geo, voice in your bro. head. It's Nat Geo. It's got to be true. Well, I don't know what Nat Geo is. National Geographic. It's got to be true. Nat even though we Geo. know. Even though we know. That's, that's the, like your cute pet name. The television them. show, the television station, they are held to way different standards than the magazine. A lot of the shit that flies on the Nat Geo TV network would never pass in the magazine. And people have, have complained about that. Oh, but the, okay. the guy that runs it has said he has to because it's a different audience. And to be on TV 
yeah. It, you got to be a, a little audience. bit more uh, kid gloves, uh, dumbed down, idiosyncratic. Yeah. Well, not only that, but less less interesting, and probably in general. Well, well here's my some of the shows that, on there. So compare the shows while you're watching this this thing on television, your Drugs cognitive Inc. doubt's going to have a hard time saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, this might not be right," or you know, "This might be exaggerated." Well, and some or of this it is, be. and some of it's not. And those people, that demographic, has no clue how to separate the two. Right? Like, we know people well, that know. We know, but. Yeah. And people that watch, I, you know, it's so funny when people think they learn so much on the television. <laughs> yeah. And then they go and spout off, like, what they thought they learned, and it's, right. like, completely, yeah, right. Dude, totally. right, completely biased, oh one-sided. Oh, my God, cause autism! Ah! Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Or the, the, what's... Dr. Wakefield? Oh, you're not a doctor anymore? Oh, okay, I'm sorry, my mistake. It's like the the doctors that have to put up, you know, since no. uh, the information age, you know. So the web you have, MD, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you have you yeah. have somebody that's like, you know, looks lump. up their shit on the internet and goes in yeah. and tries to tell their doctor, and the doctor's like, oh, well, then why don't you just take care of it yourself then? Because you I know, don't why have a prescription are you here pad. That's yeah. why, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> shit, you know why? You know what I'm here for? Give me the drugs. The hell out of my way. <laughs> Oh well, um, I got a couple other things. Do you want to talk about the the local thing? Which Real local quick? thing that that you you started to mention? And I said let's finish this first. And about the oh hash the guys. And, okay, so there's yeah, yeah. six guys that got indicted. Yeah, this is pretty quick. So, so uh, six guys got indicted last March in federal raids that were exercised on medical marijuana businesses here in Montana. And just recently, uh, four of them filed a lawsuit against the federal government. And then a few days later, Uh those four people got arrested. Interesting. Not arrested during the raids or nothing like that. No, no, no. But once you... Once you filed the lawsuit, then they came and arrested them. Lesson learned. And I love how (laughs) one of the guys that got arrested... Even says in the news article, I, w- I would really be interested to know if he really said this, but he said, well, I don't think it has anything to do with our lawsuit. You know what I mean? Like he like <laughs> really? all of a sudden he's on the feds side, like he gets put in jail and now he's like, oh, they're not bad guys. Like, like gun to his head to in the background that. or something. Right. Like, you know? Read the fucking car. Right. You know, you know like we'll wh- kill your family. How do you not correlate <laughs> We got Jack two? Bauer 24 back here, like holding his family hostage. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> I'm going to torture him and make me do it. You make me do this. Ah, I'm so fucked up inside. <laughs> Such a great character. I love Jack Bauer. Huge fan. Um. All right. So was that it? Uh, with that, uh, pretty much. Okay. And, and there then, they sit in jail, waiting for this to blow right, under right. over me. Whatever. Yeah. And then, um, here I want to give you guys just. Uh, we're not gonna spend any more time on it, but in in the chat, there's a link, and I'll I'll put these in the forums. But there's links to a bunch of videos of raw footage from the Oaksterdam raids. So if you wanted to see what it looks like, um. You can kind of witness that. There's a bunch of videos there on the 420 times, so uh, check that out. Uh, interesting study. You know, we always talk about the studies that are like, oh, marijuana use is going to put more uh, at-risk drivers on the road or more impaired drivers on the road. A new study released by United States Auto Insurance Quote Provider for AutoInsuranceQuote.org shows that, statistically speaking, 
marijuana users are safer drivers than non-marijuana users. Boom! <laughs> Once the again, park. out of the park. Just saying. In a recent study, uh, online in car insurance quotes cites a strong correlation between traffic-related accidents and marijuana use. The study, which looks at statistics regarding accidents, traffic violations, and insurance prices, seeks to dispel the thought that driving while stoned is dangerous. <laughs> I dispel that thought daily. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. But, I mean, this goes back to... Being good at smoking pot, I feel like. No, if absolutely. You put like people your third that time never smoked pot. weed in a car, they're maybe not going to handle it as well as somebody who smokes weed every day and and gets uh, behind the wheel. Yeah, right, right. And that's yeah, just that has nothing to do experience. with. Let's let's yeah. demonstrate the trachea. You, you know exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. And then we've had to practice this at show, doing these you know, things. and banter and be fine. And so now, well. I'm taking something personally since I don't smoke and, and drive. Sure. It's not that I'm not good at smoking pot. It's that I just don't want to... I have. I just feel like I have too much to lose. And my my uh, lack of luck... <laughs> I've had to do two sobriety tests. Oh, man. Sober as a bell just because That's of where weird, I work. because statistically, I clock way more hours on the road than you. And I've never oh, yeah, had, no, right? ever had a... Ever. Well, I have, a, I have like, a headlight out, and so I get pulled over. Well, true, I'm driving where in you, the daytime. Where are you, where are you coming from, <laughs> sir? Oh. Work? Where do you work? Oh, Glacier uh. Health. Oh, sir, we're going to have to have you step out of the vehicle. <laughs> like, we're going to yeah, be okay. performing a field sobriety <laughs> test. Okay. And it's like, man, I just got off work. Oh, wait, I see how that could be. Okay, I'll right, get out of the car. Because you think that all we do at the shop all day is sit and puff herb, which right. is kind of the opposite of... What, I know it's day. it's like, like okay. a sobriety house at the dispensary. It is, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> like you, you know what I mean. You couldn't. Could I sample this one? No, no. Get the fuck yeah. on. <laughs> and don't even spark that up till you're four blocks down the road. <laughs> and not that way. That way, because that way there's a school. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, so in the study, uh, they point out that the only significant effect that marijuana has on operating a motor vehicle is slower driving. Uh, this was referenced by a study uh, in the, by the blah, 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 by the U.S. National Highway Transportation Safety Administration. I can say that better than I can drive. Uh, that driving slower is arguably a positive thing, and that driving under the influence of marijuana, quote, might even make you a safer driver. A similar study by the NHTSA shows that drivers with THC, uh, always in parents, the active ingredient marijuana, in case you were living under a rock for the last 50 <laughs> fucking years. Uh, Some it, people do. I, it's no, cozy, I know. I'm sorry. It's comfortable. That's, it's it's uh, that home. Was mean. I know. But to some people, they may not know. Okay. THC, the active ingredient in marijuana, in case uh -huh. you didn't know, in their system have accident uh, responsibility rates below that of drug-free drivers. In okay. fact, a recent study shows that use of medical marijuana has caused traffic-related fatalities to drop by up to 9% in states that have legalized its use. This study, titled Medical Marijuana Laws, Traffic Fatalities, and Alcohol Consumption, conducted by Mark Anderson and Daniel Reese in November of 2011, 
shows that increased marijuana use amongst adults has decreased alcohol-related traffic deaths in said states. This study provides solid evidence that marijuana is not only a safe substitute for alcohol, but it also makes for more safer drivers. So you can suck on these nuts! I <laughs> just completely invalidate any educational value that this had by that little comment right there. <laughs> Seriously, I feel so like... Duh! Well, you appear but to be just doing to... something educated. You appear That's right. to be doing it. Uh, you know, just like our government appears to be doing their this job. This is education theater. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find any other category in fucking iTunes to put this goddamn show under. There was no marijuana, like, list, you know, so. All right, anyway, um... Marijuana users often say that when they're high, they feel like they're driving 80 miles per hour, but actually they're only going 30. Do you feel... I've never <laughs> felt like that. Like, I don't know what you're smoking, but I've never... I've been on LSD and allegedly... And I've not ever felt like I, I was doing that. I think that's a myth that they've created. I think that's a mass delusion because in movies that portray that, that's always the go-to bit, right? That's the joke. So when people do smoke in the real world, they think about that because that's what they associate with because mm -hmm, we're associative mm -hmm. creature. And so that's what we, that's what we create. Mm -hmm. But anyway, sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, quote, the hypocrisy of it all is that if you get caught driving under the influence of marijuana, you'll be fined and perhaps thrown into jail. What's worse is that your insurance rates will definitely increase due to the violation. What law enforcement agencies and insurers do not understand is that driving while high is actually a safe activity. So you should actually be giving me breaks on my insurance for driving so high all the time. <laughs> <laughs> to sum that up. Wouldn't that be awesome if your insurance company did a drug test and if you tested positive for marijuana, oh, they're like, oh, a 10% discount. Nice. Cha-ching. Welcome to Progressive. <laughs> right. Could you imagine how much business like an insurance company would get if they were like, so much. we offer good student discounts and, the only truly and stoner discounts. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, the only like, true green company. Oh, we're green. Eco-friendly, if you know what I mean. Who's your farmer, huh? <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's a All good right. insurance company. Idea. Um, before we get out of here, <laughs> Rob Campia, writing in the MPP, had an interesting piece about more Americans support taxing marijuana than junk food. Forty-seven percent of American adults answered yes to this question. Uh, to help solve America's fiscal problems, should the country legalize and tax marijuana? Forty-two percent disagreed, and ten percent said, eh. 47% is impressive, especially when one considers that this figure could grow to 57% if we're able to persuade all the dummy dums to come to our side. And that's, that's probably not a good way to persuade them. <laughs> hey, dummy, come here. Yeah, hey. Smoke this. Hey, asshole. Retard, come here. Yeah. <laughs> Get over here. Undecided. What the? Come here. Get out of here with that. Uh, the same poll also indicates that 42% of Americans favor sin taxes on sodas and junk food. Do you think that would help the obesity epidemic? If there was a sin tax? If your kid, and not like a sin tax, no. like no. how you assemble language, a sin tax, but like a... No. No. I don't think no. so either. Uh -uh. People, I mean, how much do you pay for smokes now? Like, and how much did it used to be? I, I remember a pack of old golds for a buck, like back in the day. Old golds, man. I don't even know what that is. Old, uh, well, uh, my cigarettes are. Like I 
The gas station that I go to, they actually put cartons of the discounted ones, like when they get the dollar off ones. Sure. They put a carton or two underneath the register for me. Nice. And so I always get the discount ones. <laughs> That's handy. So they're like... Well, like a ridiculous amount, right? And you don't even yeah, think like about 5, it. 12, yeah, like $5.12, $5.62, $5.12, something like that. I've watched my hand rolling. I smoke uh, Peter Stokeby Danish Exports, kind of like a Bally Shagarad kind of, but better. Um, I've watched it go from $3 a bag when I first started smoking it. This is probably f- five years ago, maybe. Uh, $4 a bag, five fifty, And then it it sat at like 5 five fifty for a while. And then all of a sudden it goes from like five fifty to 8 bucks, <laughs> And then 8 to 9 And now it's like nine fifty, And yeah. I'm like dreading the day when a 10 spot won't get me a bag of fucking tobacco anymore. Right? Because the dicks at the tobacco companies keep taxing just them, just the hand rolly side, but not like their side, not the pre-rollies. And that's anyway pissed about that (laughs) but like i don't even it doesn't i don't even it doesn't even register you know it's just it's another necessity that my stupid brain like my over addictive personality just needs to function on daily Mm -hmm. my rock star and my you know this and that Uh, yeah the energy drink in the morning is is part of the routine i feel like it is slowly killing me that and a cigarette yeah, like literally on my standing, way to work. Well, mine's standing on my front porch. Sure, sure. Mine's on. Oh, on my way. To oh work my god! And just there, yeah. I have a cute neighbor. <laughs> okay, and it was so perfect that no, I have a. a I don't know if it's their daughter or if sure. she lives in the house or the what. maid. Who knows? I don't know, but she was cute out raking the yard today. Nice. And as I, it was I nice out as today, I cruised by on my new set of wheels today. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like I, I like you know I had my sunglasses on, cruising nice. by on my bike, and like never hey. seen the cute girl before. Uh huh. Exactly. Hey. I like she like waved at me. Nice. And so I, it was like you know Very like nice. Miss Jones in the yard. Right, and I was right. like, oh. As Ian takes the heady over yeah. the fucking car. Douche. Fuck my I'm, new I'm shit okay. all up. But okay. like. <laughs> so I'm so excited about that, but this is going to stop me from doing my morning routine. Is like mm. I honestly, you know, the the nicotine and caffeine out on the front porch, sure. you know, airing Looking it out, like trailer, trash. airing it out. You know what I mean on the front porch with the light breeze. <laughs> you know, and like that's, I mean, that's the that's the joy of living out out In of town woods. where I Fuck do yeah, is man. that I can walk that's out of my front here. door and piss if I wanted to. <laughs> yes. And so, like, yes. but now that now now I'm gonna have to be a little bit more reserved. I might have to use the back porch. <laughs> <laughs> I have to move that outhouse to the other side of the house. Shit. Oh man, that's great, Ian. Um. All right. Well, I think that's a show. It's uh, I been so a good a, a, a good run. And if I don't say so, absolutely myself. It's always a good time here on the hot box. Um. Do you want to mention this information here at the bottom of the? Should we? Nah, we're good. Right. Um, it's your call. Nah. Oh, I gotta read through all these. Uh, end the fear and prohibition. More than two hundred volunteers are spreading our message <laughs> to every corner of the state, and Montana First has even decided to start hiring some paid petitioners to add to our momentum. We are rolling. Do you need a job? And- that's hey, why we should. That's you why need we a should job? mention this is because some people need jobs. Do if you, need you a job? really think that you want to actually do something that you think is mm-hmm. beneficial and sure. get paid, 
Yep. It is not that hard to collect signatures. Trust me. Do you think you can get 100 plus a day? Call 406-359-1888. If you can take the Bob Marley shirt off for an afternoon, yep. comb your hair, take a shower. Wash off hit, the patchouli. <laughs> yeah, and hit the streets. It is, well, not the streets per se, but find events and places to go. A bar. Um, sure. It is not that D- difficult The dispensary. To <laughs> Right, you know what I mean? It's not that difficult to <laughs> hey, collect Hey, can I signatures. put these here? Hey. Collecting 100, though, is going to take some dedication. Legitimate and signatures. you have to know what you're talking about. You have to be articulate a little bit because some of the people you're going to approach are going to are going to... They're not all going to agree with you, let's say. No. You may get into some heated debates. But if they debates. don't agree with you, you, you can't just move ju- right on. You, you, that's you know, true. You're not there to convince anyone. That's true, yeah. You're, you're, after, you're yep. after quantity, Absolute. not quality. Yep. You're after quantity. 406-359-1888. Uh, the CI-110 effort is about standing up and reclaiming our rights. Read this news... That read this week's news headlines or listen to the hotbox. Federal officials arrest Montana medical marijuana providers suing U.S. federal government over raids. It's to be reminded of the awful ways in which prohibition empowers the federal government against Montanans. As we all know, prohibition started on a premise of fear, and it's the only tactic they rely on to stop us. Well, that and, you know, putting people in jail. Uh, earlier this week, they raided the popular Oaksterdam U, a school for the marijuana industry, Oakland. We need to keep putting pressure on the feds uh, to send a clear message. We will not wait any longer. 2012 is the year we end prohibition. 2012! Ian, in your heart of hearts, do you feel 2012 is the year... That we end prohibition. No. I don't think so either. Not even close. I like to think that maybe I'll be surprised that people will pull heads out of asses and get together and collectively we will say, yes, we cannabis. I don't but notice I you holding your breath. I feeling we're going to say, no, we can't. I don't can't. see you holding your breath. No, we cannabis. <laughs> I seriously see I you, you know, still yeah, using no. your trachea and I lung know. system. I know. Yeah, okay. it's not. Uh, if you haven't gotten your hands on a petition yet, please send your contact mailing info to volunteer at montanafirst2012.org. Montanafirst2012.org. So, uh, there you have it. Get involved if you want. And, uh, Ian, it's been a good show. Enjoy, yeah. I enjoy our weekly sit downs. Oh, yeah. It's the best you know, uh, conversation I get all week, <laughs> except for yats and. I uh, guess you're the telling Android me. Show. But hey, <laughs> amen to that. Leave us a message 406 204 4687. Subscribe in iTunes. We appreciate that. Write us a little review if you like. We got Google Plus. We got Facebook. We got Twitter. Whatever you you, you prefer. You know, follow us there. Uh, we always post interesting items throughout the week. Uh, and then uh, another show uh, Sunday. So happy Easter. Happy Dead Zombie Jesus Day for all you heathens. And. Uh, yeah, it's been fun. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace out. If you like you weed, like this weed, is where you, where you need, need to be. be. <laughs> if you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the Hotbox Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hotbox Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hotbox Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hotbox Podcast.